a dating and makeover expert where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Ah, dating. Meeting new people, going to crowded bars, constantly feeling like you have to be quote-unquote on. Okay, if you're an introvert, that probably sounds like your worst nightmare. (laughs) Right. And if this is you, then you already know that the struggle is real when it comes to dating and opening up to someone new. And from that awkward first date to entering social situations, there are common obstacles that a lot of introverts face when trying to, you know, find a romantic partner. And I want to share some of these common challenges and how they might be impacting your dating life. Overall, introverts actually have a really hard time, more so in the first impression stage and attraction phase because of these various factors. All right. So number one, you are slow to warm up and you take longer than others to open up, right? So introverts are often misperceived as standoffish or bitchy unapproachable, right? Does this sound familiar? But in reality, you just need a little more time. That's all. You need more time to warm up to new people, including your dates. And introverts are not the type to wear their hearts on their sleeves. Instead, you often have your guard up and it can take a lot of one-on-one time to finally let your walls down. And this can make dating really difficult, especially when the other person wants to know more than, you know, you might be willing to share. And in worst case scenarios, a person might mistake your hesitancy as you not being interested in them or a relationship, which not is not necessarily true. So that's the first and foremost. The second thing that's common is you just need more alone time. Introverts don't just crave quiet nights at home. They need them to recharge. And for an introvert hearing, I need, I'm sorry, for an extrovert, not an introvert, an extrovert hearing the words, I need a night alone can make them think that you're going to end things or just not be interested. But introverts alone time, it has nothing to do with the other person. It has everything to do with them just recharging their battery. So upon first meeting, your date might think that you're just not interested or that you have low energy. The third thing that's common that I see is that you tend to be more reserved and guarded with your feelings and personal matters. Introverts know they can be tough cookies to figure out since they tend to be reserved. And while they know in their minds it's like in their minds it's loud, right? But others may mistake their quiet demeanor as being upset or angry, especially since you may not express how you are feeling or, and this is something that you may not even be aware of, you might be sending the signals with your body language, your facial expressions that you're upset or angry. So it's frustrating for you as an introvert to constantly be asked, what's the matter? What's going on? You don't like me? (laughs) You know, whatever. You might be getting that feedback and you like you keep having to explain over and over again that being quiet doesn't equate to being sad. The fourth thing that's common is you hate small talk. 
and you find social interaction exhausting, right? Most introverts are in their heads and you're constantly thinking about what to say and trying to figure out what other people might be thinking. You also might find loud environments and a lot of people overstimulating, which makes the thought of going out and making conversation absolutely exhausting. And you also tend to lean towards being too serious in conversations, I'm not going to lie, versus telling stories and being silly and, and open with that. And finally, number five, if I had a drum roll machine, I would probably put it on right now, da, 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 because it's the biggest thing I see, you tend not to flirt, all right? I'm just going to be honest. The thought of flirting and putting yourself out there probably horrifies you as an introvert. And many introverts you know, they fear rejection. That That's a big thing. And which is why you may take a long time to warm up and read the room. Flirting is a playful energy that draws people to you without the attachment of an outcome. I, I talk about this a lot. And if you are in your head and worrying about what's next, it's no wonder that flirting seems hard. All right. I say all this not to depress you if you are an introvert. I, actually, there's good news around all this. The good news is is that all of this you can overcome. And there are just challenges, and, and a lot of times I help people with this, that it's just the skills that you never really learned. And in fact, a lot of people, I believe, mislabel themselves introverts just because it's easy. But the truth is, when you go back in time, you hear that they just never developed the skills or, or and it was really taught the skills. And so... The thing is that's great is that you can learn it at any age, any time, and make dating fun. Well, with me on the line today is a woman who has been a little introverted her whole life and has found dating, flirting, and socializing challenging. In fact, she has been hiding in a lot of ways, and I hope to help give her some tips on overcoming some of these challenges that have been affecting her self-esteem, especially when it comes to dating and men. Welcome, Berta Dad. Are you there? I am. I am. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All of that that you just said, it's it's on right now. The the ca- that the proverbial camera's on me. I'm like, yeah. oh, what do I say? Oh, yeah, I know. That's why I didn't even say anything. I'm like, I want you to just get used to being sing. So behind the scenes, y'all, for you listening. You know, we record this on Zoom, and what was so beautiful about Bernadette, and I've known her for a while now, is that she's always hiding. And, you know, it kind of starts with even just being on camera. And what was so beautiful, even though this is an audio recording, she showed up and she looks gorgeous. If you could see her right now, she put her makeup on. She has this beautiful blue jacket on. And do you want to share with what you said to me? I love what you said to me. Um, that. I made the decision that I'm that I always because I always don't hide from being seen, and I thought, no, I'm going to be seen. So I did my makeup this morning, and I made sure I dressed well because that this is part of being seen. Even though it's only you, and that don't mean that in a bad way, but it's only you. It's that's seeing me right now. I want to, I've got to change that. I've got to start being seen. So I made the the decision that I've got to do this and I've got to do this in a way that puts me out there. I love that so much. And just the fact that you're doing this, 
I, I'm so proud of you because I know it wasn't easy and you had a lot of um, anxiety around even just doing this. And not only are you being seen, but, seen, but you're being heard and heard in a way that um, is going to really, I think, help so many people. I know we dove right in, but I'd love, I'd love for you to share just a little bit about you. Tell everyone like where you're from and, um, you know, what you do and a little bit of your journey with dating. Well, I'm from um, I'm from Victoria in Australia, um, and up until 14 months ago, I was living in Melbourne. But currently, I'm living in a small country town, about two hours from the city. Um, I'm 54. I've just had my 54th birthday, and I am a teacher. Um, and yeah, every day I'm around a lot of very interesting kids <laughs> uh, I'm actually a maths and science teacher so mm-hmm. I um I try to stay, stay clear of some of the stereotypes which is Melbourne all black maths teacher all black and I'll try to stay clear <laughs> of that but I'm not oh, I didn't know that that's interesting that's like our yeah. New York everyone's in black <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone says oh all black you're from Melbourne mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. yeah okay uh, I love that. Uh, so, yeah. And by the way, your accent is super sexy. You need to like, just always talk, always, always talk. Like we, we love your accent. Um, I tell me a little bit about, I know, I know some of it, but just your journey with dating up until now. Um, I've been separated since late 2012. Um, we divorced it um, as soon as we could afterwards. Um, and I haven't, I was actually working it out just before. I've not had a date. I've tried different, um, different apps and I've either had crickets, absolutely nothing, or, um, little boys wanting to be with an older woman or old men thinking that, hey, I can attract a younger woman. Um, and some of these older men are the age of my dad. There's mm. like, no way. Okay. Uh, yeah. Got it. Now, how long were you married for? And before that, did you have much dating experience? Um, I, were, I, I was married for just over 20 years. Um, and bless him. We but neither we both should have walked away before we got married. Um, mm-hmm. he, I later on found out after I, we separated that he wasn't sure that marrying me was the right thing to do, and my um, for me it was I was scared I wasn't going to find another guy. Um, so for both of us, it, we shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Do I regret it? No. And let mm-hmm. me get that clear. I do not I do not have regrets. Um prior to that, I had very minimal dating experience. Um it was not long ago that I realized my very first boyfriend or very first person who I saw ghosted me. <laughs> and oh. after a couple we went we went out, um, we went to an um a movie marathon at a cinema that used to be in Melbourne called The Valhalla. And it was all three Aliens movies. I can even remember going to that. <laughs> and not long after that, um, he disappeared off the face of the earth. How old uh, were you? 
Yeah. Um, I had another guy who was a rebellion date um, or a rebellion boyfriend that I dumped because I just knew that he wasn't right for me. Um, and I there were a couple of others that I um, was friendly with but not never went beyond that but didn't really have any dates, no. Wow. So, so this is all new for you. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, yeah. how how old were you when you had when you were ghosted and when you had these like little experiences? Um 18. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. 18 cuz I started dating my ex-husband when I was 19. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and 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 I know you and I talked about this a little bit off air. It's just like it's just a whole new skill set and thing. Like you really just had one relationship for most of, you know, your, your formative years and your life. And so like, not only are you trying to learn how to date in a new era um, with the age that you're at, but just learning how to date period, you know? So there's a lot of layers. Yeah. What's, I mean, for you, what's the hardest thing about dating that you're finding? Um, Meeting people. Um, I've been in this small country town for 16 months and outside of work I haven't really met anyone because there's my kids are all grown up, they don't live with me, so I don't have those ins with, um, with that. Um, a lot of the things that I've been interested in, um, I've tried to um, try to join um, and just haven't been able to. Um, so, yeah, here it's actually meeting people outside of work mm. um, that's been really interesting, really difficult, and it doesn't help that since I was as a teacher in Melbourne during the pandemic um, or during the lockdown years, I spent, I spent most of 2020 and 2021 at home. We had a five-kilometre radius that we could travel. And a lot of people would say, oh, that's that's onerous and that, oh, that's awful. But the reality is is that we didn't have the death rates that other countries had. Mm. Um, it was onerous. And it, it was, as a as a, an introvert, it, I was able to deal with it until the last one. So trying to get out after the lockdowns has also been difficult. Um one of my colleagues last year said, oh, how about coming out for drinks at the end of term two? And I said, oh, no, I'm going home to watch the football. It wasn't even my team that I was watching. Oh. <laughs> and after that, I just turned around and said, do not ever let me do that again. <sighs> because I recognised, even as I was doing it, I recognised what I was doing. And so, yeah, let's talk more about that. So, you know, I mean, you mentioned that you're an introvert. Obviously, that's how I started this episode. What What is hard about, you know, kind of the socialization piece and, and you being an introvert? Maybe it's some of the things that I even said in the beginning. I don't know how to talk to people. Um, I get very, very intense when I'm, when I'm talking to people. I don't know how to, how to read the room when it comes to what we're talking about and moving on from different subjects. Um, I absolutely hate small talk. I think that it's just, I, I don't understand it. 
I just do not understand small talk at all and I hate it um, because I just think it's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't see what people are learning about each other from some of the inane small talk that goes on. Um, so, yeah, and I just find it very, very difficult when I'm actually in those situations and if I'm in a noisy room, I feel overwhelmed uh, like trying to fi- follow a conversation, I find it very, very difficult. Uh, um, well, yeah. and and I imagine that also translates to dating as well. Like, do you find the same kind of you know hardships and challenges when you're trying to meet guys? Um, I've I've got I went off the apps. Mm. in 2019 um, because I was just sick of the crickets. That was so demoralising. Like the crickets were mm. so demoralising um, that I, it was just like, no, for my mental health I had to get off the apps. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just haven't met anyone. So You practice that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I get it. That. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I I guess too, I can imagine, I mean, if if conversations and small talk and knowing what to say and all of those things just feel hard, um, I can imagine too, just even talking with a guy, like the same, I would think thing comes up for you, you know, and applies. Um, And dare I ask about flirting? What's that? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Um, Though, to be honest, there have been a couple of occasions when it was wrong time, wrong place, <laughs> all of that, that I've caught myself out and I've thought, wow, if I have done that in a social in a, um, a situation where there are guys around, that would have been very flirtatious. <laughs> so, oh, um, but, yeah. well, I like hearing that. I, we'll, let, we'll circle back to that because I want to I want to hear more about that. You know, um. One of the things I wondered, and just to kind of go back in time, is this something that you always kind of struggled with when you were a little girl and in your family? Um, I've always been the quiet one um, in the family. Um, I can be very, very chatty. I can talk a lot, but mm-hmm. I've always been the quiet one. Um, I've I don't know when it started. What I do know is some of my earliest memories are at school of being bullied quite horribly and that's so I've always had a very, very supportive um, father. Um, My mum, Blaisar, did the best she could considering that she came from a background that was not the greatest. Um, Mm -hmm. she had a very close relationship with her father but not such a close relationship with her mother um, and bless her mum's always tried um, but she also had um, a very traumatic time when I like delivering me so I'd say there's a lot there a lot going over there um, but at home I was the one that was, I would hide in my bedroom, um, I would hide in books. Um, I was a voracious, I like, I was always a voracious reader um, growing up. Even now, I love reading, not that I read as much as I do, did. So, yeah. Yeah. Was it, um, 
was there things going on in the environment that that kind of caused you to to isolate yourself? Being bullied at school. Just the school. It was horrendous. Uh, it was horrendous. Um, I had, I went to a school reunion 30 years after we finished year 12. And when I went to that school reunion, and I was actually wearing a, um, a dress of a similar colour to the, the jacket I'm wearing. Uh, and, um, and I was the only one that wore something so bright. They all wore black um, or shades or, or very low-key um, colours. Uh-huh. And the number of people who, when they heard that I was going, said, turned around and said, well, if Bernadette can go, I'm going because with what Bernadette had to deal with from us and she's prepared to come and see us, then there's nothing stopping me. Wow. And it wasn't until then that I had that um, justify that my memories were verified. Um, mm-hmm. And at that, one girl from, she was, she was in my year nine home group, and she came up and she was so happy to see me because she'd been wanting to apologise to me for years and ask my forgiveness for years for the bullying that she put me through. Oh, and I thought, wow. how, how that is just, to me, that was just awesome. And it, it was a no-brainer. Of course, I'd forgiven her years earlier. But yeah. that's, yeah. How healing for both of you too. You mm. know, and I, not to dig up old bones, but I, I, I do think that there's a connection here also, like with where you're at now. And I just want to help you through it. Um, when you were bullied, what was, what were you being bullied for? And, and what were some of the messages that you were getting? Um, anytime I did anything that, um, drew attention to me, um, and there'd be, um, I'd be sort of like given a hard time over, um, anytime I tried to be like other people and, uh, it just never happened. Um, I can, I, to this day, I cannot understand what I did wrong. Um, I'm not somebody who's, I'm not somebody who blames the victim, mm-hmm. but what I do believe and um, is that the victim unknowingly and does not want to be, but they, there is something that they do, whether it's, and one of the things was people were envious because I knew what I wanted to do and I, mm. I was always so confident with things and I was academic and that, all that sort of thing and that there were people who were jealous and they've admitted that to me since but that wasn't the whole picture and I to this day I don't know what I was doing that was that was um putting me in that situation Bernadette this is really important I mean are I ha, have you understood the connection here and what you're telling me right now of where you're at do you yeah the- yeah I do and I've I've known it for a long time and I've been working on it and it's if I if I put myself out to be seen I'll get hurt 
because that's been the picture all along. What are you feeling right now? Hurting, um, vulnerable, mm-hmm. very thinking, damn, I shouldn't have put on that mascara. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, yeah. I just, first of all, I wish I could, I could give you a virtual, I'm giving you a virtual hug right now. And um, I want to say that you listening, I'm sure you can relate to a lot. Like we've all had experiences that have scarred us in different ways. Sometimes you don't even realize how hurtful it is too. And it's like a blueprint that just stays with you for, for years. And, and like you said, I know that you've tried to work on it and overcome it, but it's easier said than done, you know? And I think all the emotions that that are coming out right now is so indicative to why, you know, just putting yourself out there is just so painful and hard. And no wonder you're not, you know, like, I just want you to give yourself a break and give yourself more love around this because this is really painful. And it didn't, it doesn't sound like mom had the tools to kind of help you through it. And dad did the best he could. Right. It's not throwing anyone. Dad did an bus. awesome job. Yeah. Dad did an awesome job. I mean, one of the things that he did with me that um, stayed with me always was mm-hmm. he would he would tell me stand in front of the mirror every night. And, and cause he had to, he, he also had, um, had to deal with low self-esteem as well. Oh, and, did he really? Oh. Yeah, and he's an amazing man. He's amazing. And I cannot understand how he could have low self-belief because he's just, as a teacher, he was also a teacher and Aww. if um, if I could be half the teacher he was, then I would be an awesome teacher. That's mm. that's a, that's how highly regarded he is and how highly regard, how high I regard him. Um, but he would stand me in front of the mirror and he'd say, he'd get me to say every night, I am a worthwhile person. Um, and the other one was every day in every way, I'm getting better and better. And he'd have me doing that even as a teenager. That is so beautiful. And how smart of him too, to like help you try to override some of these messages that you got growing up. I mean, that's, that's amazing. And I want to actually expand on that because your dad is so wise and smart, you know, and, and the thing that you're connecting all of this to and where you are now with socialization and just putting yourself out there, it's just a default button. That's all it is. And, and we all kind of go back to that little girl when when we're feeling not confident or stressed. And even though intellectually, you know, that, that it's just not valid, your body still responds, you know, like you still have that. And I think the best thing, and because I want to get into like just actionable things that you can do to start overriding some of this programming, because Bernadette, that's all it is. It's just programming. Yeah. And it, you know, it, it sounds like you even had there were things that you were doing that you were putting yourself out there and this kind of happier child. And it just was squashed, you know, with everything you accomplished, with every time you would like say something or do something, you'd be made fun of, you'd be bullied. So like, it just kept, 
like pushing you into this little corner until you just got scared to come out of your cocoon, you know? And, and I'm just, I'm excited for you that now hopefully you can start poking holes, you know, as I say, through the cocoon and start being the butterfly that you deserve to be and really spread your wings and put yourself out there because those messages were just not valid. And I know you know that intellectually, and it's great that you had the closure, but it's more about your actions that's going to help you get validation and evidence against that. Yeah. Because you're so in your head, it doesn't make sense to try to override this in your head. <laughs> that's why That's why it's probably so frustrating, you know, because you might say things, you might read books, you're listening to podcasts, you're doing all the intellectual things that you know that you like to do and know how to do. I want you practicing more in your body. So the other thing I will say is that I don't want you to give yourself such huge lofty goals around this either because that's going to shut you down. Like for someone to just say, oh, just go out and flirt, Bernadette, you'll be fine. You'll be tons of guys. (laughs) And I'll get there and I'll be like, what the hell am I doing here? What am I doing? Right, right, right. And so you'd rather stay home and read a book. I get it, you know. Or we're we're in winter, right? We're in the winter season right now or watch the football. Yeah, watch the football. Exactly. In in the comfort of your own home. Of course, you're not going to go out there in the bars and interact. So so I want to give you some ideas of just little things that you can do to start building your confidence. And I think that's all you can do right now and just stay really present with it. And the other thing is I want you to put timelines on each of these things. You know how like with your students, I'm sure you have a curriculum. I'm sure you have like different chapters they have to read at a certain amount of time. You give them homework and you say by X date, I want all these chapters read. Like that's how you almost have to treat this, right? It's Mm -hmm. just you're doing little homework because yeah, at the end they have an exam and they take the test of all the things that they learn. I'm not going to give you an exam. You're just going to one day walk in and everything's just going to feel comfortable because you've practiced it. Right. And how does that, does that sound a little like easier? It does. And in some way I've started doing that since um, doing a couple of webinars with you. One of the things I've been doing is every day um, it's safe to be seen. It's safe to be seen. So I've been putting on, uh, I used to wear makeup every day until lockdown. Mm, Yeah. um, We've just gone back to term two. I'm wearing makeup every day. I'm wearing the colours again. So it's like doing things like that where it's safe for me to be seen. It's safe for me to be seen. Oh, I love it. Okay. So let's ride the wave with that because you're already like starting to have some excitement around doing these little things. (laughs) So I want to keep going with you. Talk to me about dresses because I see you're wearing a beautiful blazer. Yep. I know it's winter over there. Your <laughs> winter is not our winter, okay? But well, nonetheless, it's colder. It's cold today. It's going to be no more than 12 degrees Celsius. What is that in Fahrenheit? I'm so bad with I it. don't know. <laughs> We're both I so bad. My, when I'm teaching my students maths, I, I keep saying, and I please, Americans, don't take this as, um, as an insult. <laughs> I'm being facetious here. But I say to them that the Americans are backward. They use the ah, no, I... season system, not metric. 
<laughs> no, it's, you know, none taken. I, I don't understand why we all just don't use the same system. It doesn't really make sense. To me. <laughs> With that being said, let's talk about your wardrobe and dresses. So like when it, at least it's like warmer out, do you, do you have dresses? Do you wear dresses? What's going on? I have been wearing a few dresses. I'm high-waisted and mm-hmm. um, my waist, my I feel as though my waist looks as though it's just below my um my chest um and I'm very I'm quite tall I'm 175 centimeters which is five nine I think oh you are tall I didn't know that yeah Yeah. um so I've really struggled to find dresses that suit my body Mm -hmm. um so I'm more inclined to wear skirts um, during summer, I will wear skirts all the time, though I have found a few dresses that I like. Um, during winter, it's too cold, especially where <laughs> I am right now. So I'm more inclined to wear trousers um, to work. Um, I do have a few skirts that are suitable to wear out, but, I, again, finding dresses that I like um, hasn't been easy, um, especially as I'm trying to avoid the all blacks and all that sort of thing. Um, there, is, there are two dresses that I've got my eye on um, from oh. an online company, an online okay. store here in Australia. Um, one is in a similar colour to the jacket I'm wearing. The other She's one wearing I'm, cobalt blue, by the way, for you listening. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the other is in a more of a, um, I think they called it an aubergine, but it's not a really dark aubergine. It's um, a lighter aubergine. Um, so one's short, one's more of a summery one, one's more of a winter one, and that's for wearing out because we have a we have an, a um, a lot of schools do what's called a debutante ball, or mm-hmm. my last school called it a presentation ball because both the girl and the boy were being presented, and we're. We've got that coming up, and I'm thinking of getting these dresses for that because I've also lost 15 kilos this year. Oh, congrats. Which is approximately 30 pounds. By the way, 12 degrees Celsius is 53 degrees Fahrenheit, y'all. And, (laughs) yeah, it's cooler, but those of you who live, like, in places like Chicago here where it's like 30 below, it's okay. But I understand where you're coming from, and I love this notion about, having like an event to work mm-hmm. towards. And yeah. I I would like for you to put on the calendar that event and that is going to be your coming out party. Like let's let's have a coming out party for, <laughs> for you. And no one has to necessarily know it unless you want to tell some friends about it. Like, I think it'd be really nice also to solicit some people in your life that can like have you have that girly day and girly moment. I think when you build excitement with other people around it, it also builds excitement within you and know that it's really important for you. So I want you to buy a dress for that occasion. And I want you sending me a picture of you in that dress. And I'm sure everyone listening will want to see it too. Um, you're going to get like your hair. I'd love for you to get your hair and makeup done for that occasion. Like really kind after of. School. What? It's after school. It's on a ones of Wednesday. Oh, you won't have time to go. Oh, okay. Well, what about before school? Do things open or is it too early when you start school? It's too early when I start school. So I'm at ah. school from about eight o'clock to about 
on the Wednesday, it should be there until about. Oh, okay. Well, um, you could fall. get your hair done the night before would be one idea. But whatever you do, at least just put some intention with that. Um, so that that's the first thing. And um, now, number two, I love that you're actually practicing going out and getting used to being seen. I want you on top of that now, first of all, doing that as a regular routine for you, almost like you're going to the gym to exercise a muscle. This is your social muscle and your flirt muscle, okay? And in order to build that muscle, you need to do it in repetition. So I'd like for you to do that at least four times a week. And I want you to put it in the calendar and hold yourself to it that this is just as important as like a school meeting. And when you go out, like I like you practicing wearing color, just like, you know, smiling, have your makeup on or lipstick on, just like not only are you going to get used to being seen, but I want you to take it to the next level, make eye contact, smile back and say hi. Now, if you if it moves into a conversation, fantastic. You don't have to do that. Now, I would do this in a succession of time. So maybe four times a week for a month. She's writing. I was like, what is the what is the thinking? The other thing is that this whole idea that women can multitask is a furphy. Yeah, yeah. Do it properly, you've got to do one thing at a time. Yeah, yeah. And now by the way, I'm okay with you doing this with both men and women as long as you are throwing men in the mix of this. Because I know yep. that women might feel a little bit safer, but um, start with the safety net network, you know, kind of thing. Yep. And, then, you know, really try to challenge yourself and, and do that with men as well. And actually go to situations and, and places where men are hanging out. That's what a lot of people don't realize. Like, you know, going to like a... <laughs> I hate to be like gender specific, but you know, like yoga in some areas, there are men, but a lot of times there's more women in yoga, you know, and so like you're looking at the different environments and you're seeing where the men are so that you can just practice going up and down. The market would be a great, you know, place to go. And I just want you practicing that. Now, once you kind of build your courage and you start, um, I would say, you know, just feeling better about that. Um, are there any like social events or hobbies that you could sign up for or go to? Um, I haven't really been able to find anything that intrigues me here. Um, and yeah, I haven't been able to find anything that really intrigues me here. Um, okay, for many, do, me, do me a favor. One of the things I do do is but again but I usually keep to myself with this is I go I do go when my when my boys are playing um at home um I go do go to the football so we're talking Australian rules here for the international people yeah Um, (laughs) I I go to um I go to the um to watch my beloved bulldogs um Ah, okay we All and right. usually with friends, but even if my friends aren't going, I have no problem with going on my own. But how many times do you go on your own and actually then talk to people? I was going to say rarely. 
<laughs> but but <laughs> when I went when I went just about a, uh, a week before Easter, I want to say, um, my no my it was a Thursday night. No one could go. No 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 none of our group could go. I went um, because I made the decision I was going to go, and I actually talked to somebody to a family in a lift. Oh, awesome. Okay. That's fantastic. And I just want you doing that. So what you're going to add to the list is every time you do go to a social event like that, your assignment is that you, you must find someone to talk to just, and it doesn't matter. Don't worry about what to say or how you're going to say it. It could even just be like, hi, or what team are you voting for? Or do you know someone on the team? Like it could be anything. Here's what I, I always teach people, um, and it's some of the workshops, Bernadette, that you're going to be attending. And by the way, if you're listening to this and you want to attend my next workshop, definitely check the show notes. I will have a link for you to sign up for the next one is guess what? Flirting. (laughs) So Bernadette's going to be there. Um, it, I always teach in the initiation phase to just look around, use observation, and think about something in your environment to talk about. So it's easy for you at games because it's something that you're passionate about that you go to. You can definitely find a topic to initiate a conversation with. Don't worry about flirting or, you know, being all that, like, these beginning stages, I just want you practicing being social. Like even I I tell people sometimes when you have the word dating and flirting in your mind, that's when you get more tripped up. But if you just replace that with the word social, it'll be a lot easier. The third thing that I'm going to have you do is I want you to write down on a piece of paper, all the hobbies and passions that you have. And start thinking out of the box of maybe classes, organizations, things that you might be wanting to join around your hobbies that maybe you haven't thought of. You know, like for instance, you like books, you like reading. Maybe there's a book club. Like you can even take some of the things that are more solo and turn them into something that's more social by just you organizing it too. I had someone who was an introvert who really loved reading like you and couldn't really find a book club. And so I had her take matters into her own hands and organize one. And she started with one or two friends and she asked those friends to bring friends. And then those people ended up bringing friends. And you can start a little bit of a a social kind of event just based on something you're really interested in, because you know what? Your confidence lives there. So you'll be more confident in those social situations too. Do you know what I did was, oh my goodness, it was 25, almost 26 years ago. What? So just before my first born was born, my now ex-husband got a job in The Hague. Um, working for an organisation with the United Nations. Moved over there and looked, I love embroidery, absolutely love embroidery, and looked for a group over there, couldn't find one, and started my own. And I'm still friends with some of those people today. Oh, my God. And I love the smile right now. Like, I know you can't see her, you listening, but you're smiling as you're saying this. Like, Bernadette, you can do this. 
You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just, it's honing in on the things that you're passionate about, that you enjoyed before all of your light was dimmed and things were kind of squashed down. Like get back to that girl who, who was excited about life and all the things that you are and go after it and start organizing things. Cause you're, you're going to be good at it. Like I, I can tell already just even with, you know, the excitement in your voice. So that would be amazing. And I think just focusing on those three things and then in the future, like after, like just kind of assess where things are at in a month. And after that, you can slowly build maybe getting some pictures done and revisit online dating. But like, I want you first feeling more comfortable socially because it doesn't even make sense trying to be social online when it's painful in person Anyway, because then it's, yeah, like what you were experiencing probably was also just the way that you were having conversations or just even, you know, the guys that were on there, whatever the reason was. I'd rather have you build your confidence over here in real life. And then you can start instituting other ways of meeting guys. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. How do you feel about all this? Scared. Very nervous, um, excited. Um, mm. The couple of times when I felt a real tightening with inside at the idea of doing some of these things, mm. um, but challenged. But challenged in a good way. Yeah. Because I thrive, I love challenges. Mmm. Well, and that's good for you to know for yourself and in ways of like motivation, because if you are motivated by giving yourself a challenge and gamifying things, that might help you get out of your own way with all of this stuff. That's why I'm putting this together in ways of like homework and challenges and tasks more than, oh, just go flirt, Bernadette, just do it, (laughs) you know, because if if the competitive part of you will probably be like, oh yeah, I'm excited to like, just have this be the challenge for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, I'm super excited for you and I can't wait, first of all, to see you in the new dress that you're going to buy for the event and hear about some of the, um, I know wins that you're going to have with, with all of this. And I know you'll do it because you're a good student and you've been already like working hard in my workshops. And I can only imagine how much farther you're going to go when you keep at it. Thank you. Thank you. Any last words? that you wanted to share before we end? Just thank you very much for your time. And, um, yeah, it's and I'm very grateful for the time that you give to your podcast. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's kept me, it's been very good listening to the podcast on some of those, as I said earlier, I'm two hours from Melbourne. I drive into Melbourne to go to the football and it's, <laughs> I've been listening to the podcast on um, some of your back podcasts as well on, um, on on my way in and they've been really good to listen to and they've helped a lot um, over the last 12 months. So thank you very much. You are so welcome. And guess what? Now you get to hear yourself. Oh. How cool is that? <laughs> and that Scary. will be like your final assignment is when this comes out. I want you to really listen to yourself because you're awesome. You 
put yourself out there in such a beautiful way that I think you're going to help so many other people who have been dealing with the same things and your excitement and your passion for all of this. I think you'll even motivate yourself as you listen to yourself. So thank you. Thank you. So thanks for joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com. And if you're not feeling a spark of joy or flirtiness in your life, I actually have two new upcoming opportunities for you. First, join me May 23rd for my next co-ed interactive workshop. It's called Flirting Made Easy, where you will learn to unleash your natural charm and charisma. And hey, this is not your typical workshop because let's face it, if you are going to be in another dull talking head Zoom meeting, I'm sure you're you're probably over that by now. Um, and I know you're busy. I've cut out a lot of the fluff and really focus on the most effective flirting techniques. So you'll leave the workshop inspired, confident, and ready to navigate the dating world with a fun, positive attitude. Everyone who takes my workshops, they all say that, that they get this kind of renewed energy afterwards. So click the link you see in the show notes and register, but hurry, these spots do tend to go quick. Now, the other thing that I wanted to let you know is that I have a... Another co-ed dating retreat program coming up, and it starts in June and meets in July. It's called Dating Reimagined, and it's going to be here in Southern California right on the beach. If you are interested, definitely contact me and just go to askkimmy.com, askkimmy.com, and inquire about it. We can hop on the phone and see if it's a fit. I actually am almost half full already, and I'm just announcing it. So these spots are going fast. Let's chat sooner than later. And remember, working on you is working on your dating life. That's all for now.